Pitt won a big game at home on national TV. Let's talk about it on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This is the week of October 30th, 2021, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. Kenny Pickett came back for another season at Pitt to do two things. Finally beat Clemson and to drink a cold one. And he's all out of tiger ass to kick, Vince. The ACC is officially Pitt's to lose, but spooky season's here, and so is Miami. It's on to the next one, but wow. The biggest win for the Pitt Panthers since the last time they beat Clemson, maybe. I guess Penn State might have been since then. I don't know. All I know is it's the biggest win in forever. Oh, it it was sweet, sassy, molassy. I cannot get over this one. I've been hyped constantly uh, since this since Saturday, probably around seven o'clock. And Alan, that's why you always say you can't just get hyped. You got to stay hyped. Uh, the Panthers making a big statement win in the driver's seat for the ACC. And now they got another, uh, an old demon coming to town this Saturday in the U big game. We got to talk about it. Oh, absolutely. And then that happened last week, not on just national TV, on big ESPN, on a premier cable channel that everybody pretty much respects and watches. So they, they were out there and they got some recruits out of the deal that we're going to have to talk about, too. Yeah, yeah. A few recruits there. There was over 150 recruits at this game. Uh, you know, we've seen that before. Uh, where it's a big hosting weekend and Pitt's falling flat on their face. Not this time. They won and they did it in an exciting style, an impressive style, taking down Clemson. I don't know who saw that coming. Everybody loves a winner. Everybody loves talking about a winner. And you're doing it with us at H2P Show on Twitter. Hail the number two Pitt podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. And of course, we appreciate any feedback you give us as well on Panther Lair or Reddit or wherever else we're hailing to pit on the Pitter Net. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started today. Get your own producer. Get all the help you need to sound great and have fun podcasting at a low affordable rate. It's prettyeasypodcasts.com. Yep, and they do make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Sure do. And sure do think that last week's win, you know, it's a theme coming out of the, I love when we come out of the ad for the show, we could relate it to the sponsor, Vince, because it was kind of easy because yeah. Clemson couldn't really throw the ball and Pitt just went out there and, you know, they, it took a while to settle in, but once they did, they dominated on defense, made some big splash plays. I mean, the splash place, Servassier Dennis's pick six, play of the year, if you ask me. And then, not to mention, 
closing the deal without two of their best weapons on offense, not named Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah. Israel Bonaconda, uh, Jordan Addison, uh, both going out with concussions. And Pitt didn't necessarily put up points after those guys exited the game, but they maintained possession of the ball. They moved the football. And if it wasn't for, uh, you know, some extra penalties, Alan, uh, they may have put up some extra points on the board uh, to really uh, put away this win. Um, But still, and we've seen it the past three weeks, Pitt getting up on a team and then the fourth quarter just running the ball down their throats. Nobody can tackle them and making the big throws when you have to, making the big catches when you have to, to keep possession on third down. Just just very impressive. And to do that against that caliber of defense, this is a uh, – make no mistake about it, even with all the injuries Clemson has, uh, that that's definitely a top five defense in the country if you ask me i thought that was extremely impressive and to do it without two of your big horses uh just can't get enough of it but still there were so many impressive moments in this game that stand out from jordan addison getting his concussion right before he scores a touchdown yeah uh you have Taser Mack just big, big playing all over this great Tigers defense. On, on, on I believe that that was a third down or a fourth, fourth down, down. But, fourth and five, fourth down. Yeah, so not kicking the field goal. Uh, throw it down the field. Throw it to the wide open guy deep down the middle of the field. Mack scores, and then of course you have the Servasier Dennis touchdown, which was unfreaking believable. Uh, similar to that crazy play from high school that was floating around the internet, I saw that Bleacher Report tweeted, uh, almost a carbon copy, just knowing the play, reacting perfectly, and kind of putting the game I- into Pitt's, Pitt's end in a secure fashion where you're up by two scores against the team that isn't even really settled on their quarterback. They're switching back and forth. They have no idea what the hell they're doing on offense. And meanwhile, at that time, Pitt, even though they lost guys, like you said, they were in some kind of a groove. And by that, I mean Kenny Pickett was just super confident, confident enough to scramble for some key first downs. And then also confident in Rodney Hammond enough. I love that Pitt brings in a young buck at the end of this game, too. And he kind of pounded him to really yeah. close the game out two weeks in a row. It was beautiful to watch. I love watching Rodney Hammond Jr. run the football in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it, it looked like, you know, Clemson, they didn't want to tackle him, it seemed like. And and I think it was, it, it, to me, rather demoralizing for them because, you know, it, when Servassier Dennis gets that pick six, pick goes up two touchdowns, you know, the offense is starting to get in, in somewhat of a groove. You know, it just seemed like Clemson had no chance to, to get back in that game. And then whenever we, we got a field goal, got a 17-point lead, three scores, I mean, that, that's all she wrote. At that point, uh, so that's why I, I agree with you, Alan. That's that Dennis uh, touchdown, just absolutely massive, and you know, Rodney Hammond, impressive, impressive. Could couldn't be be tackled, and we're going to be talking about this uh, uh, in a little bit. But he may be counted on quite heavily this week. Yeah, he and and, and you know, I think Pitts uh, prepared. The only thing coming out of this game that you might want to say offensively was uh, penalties. There yeah. were some, Vince. There were some yep. penalties in this game, offensive holding, false starts. I don't know. Do we get mad about the holding calls? It could happen on every play. Maybe that is that them just keeping it close because it's Clemson? I don't know. 
All I know is I hate seeing the flags. And then you saw Whipple and Narduzzi were both saying the same exact thing to each other, but screaming at each other. All the damn holding, Mark. All the damn holding, Pat. I don't know. <laughs> it did seem a little bit like that. Uh, yeah, there were definitely some some penalties that kept that game close, uh, specifically for the offense. Uh, it just, uh, I, I don't know. You, you can't continue to have those week in and week out and expect the win, but somehow, you know, Pitt was, you know, Pitt was up enough in that game that it, that it didn't make too much of a difference. Yeah. So there's, you know, if you look at your box scores in this game, you probably saw that Pitt outweighed in penalties Clemson by almost, I pretty think they doubled them almost. Um, but then Pitt got the big turnovers. They had the splash plays and that's what matters, but you can't have those happen. Even, I mean, you know, Clemson, maybe at the end of it, not the best team Pitt's going to play all season, Vince. I don't know. That might end up happening in the bowl game, whomever they face in that game. Because uh, against you, a normal Clemson team, if you tell me that Pitt actually turned the ball, ball over once and they had all those penalties, I would have said they lost. But they were able to overcome them with some really tremendous play uh, by some individuals making those important game-changing plays. That's what the difference was. It's out. It went down, and also the pit defense shut down the deep ball like we talked about last week on the show. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, and and if weren't for some some pass interference penalties late in the game, it probably would have looked even better. Uh, in a Clemson, it was only 4-11 on, on fourth down, and we've been talking about this uh, the past several weeks that, you know, the pit defense, yeah, they've given up some yards at some times, but, you know, for the most part, they've really stepped up and gotten off the field when they need to. Uh, and, and the offense, they're, you know, they were 12 for 20, keeping the ball on the field. Kenny Pickett making those big third down runs at the end of the game, making some key passes at the end of the game to, to stay on there. But, uh, you know, this defense, you know, they I, I'm, I'm impressed with how they've been playing. Uh, you, you said, Alan, that not necessarily the best of offenses uh, that they've gone against, against, but but, you know, still, you know, showing up and making the plays that they have to that Shipley. Uh, kid for Clemson, you know he is really good. Uh, make no mistake about that. He he is a, an impressive running back. Uh, uh, some of those receivers that they have, uh, Justin Ross in particular, very good. So uh, it, it's not like Clemson didn't have uh, a, still a lot of talent in this game. They definitely did, uh, but Pitt was able to c- contain those guys enough and hang on for a big win. And, of course, uh, Haba Baldonado, the sack streak continues. Another game where he led the team. He had the only sack, I believe, on the sheet, uh, on the stat sheet for for Pitt. But then you had uh, Brandon Hill, I thought, played a tremendous game. Eric Hallett played a good game in the secondary. And, and, you know, Pitt's defense, okay, they gave up some chunk plays, DJ. uh, You lost to Pitt. uh, had some scrambles <laughs> and you know that they, they, they move the ball a little bit but I'm I mean there's no, I'm not upset about really anything from the defense in that in that game they did their job held the team under 20 points again um I'm not even concerned with Lucas Kroll's fumble because I don't think that'll ha- ever happen again I think I think he'll secure that ball a little bit better the rest of his career at Pitt and I mean, it's just hard. The only thing I'm bummed about coming out of this is the injuries, Vince. I'm very happy yeah. about it. The offensive line kind of 
took a lateral step into the into the next game. If they get any worse, though, Pitt will be in trouble. But that's, of course, the one thing I'd circle moving forward. Well, I, I thought the offensive line played good enough, and certainly in the fourth quarter, you know, they were making enough yeah. holes to uh, you know to to get going. Uh, discipline wise, yes, d- discipline wise, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, regardless of you know whether you, you how you feel about those penalties, they were called. So you know, you got to certainly got to clean that up. Uh, like you talked about that Kroll fumble, you know, it, I mean, we were down seven nothing in the game. I wasn't even worried about that fumble because that was a drive where Pitt was moving the ball. We were finally getting going there. Yeah, it, it hurts to kill that momentum, uh, but we were able to get the ball back. And then we and we we and we started moving the ball again, and then eventually scored. Uh, you know, it, we've seen that the past you know few weeks. You know, the pat first couple drives, or really this season, the first couple drives, this team not necessarily getting a whole uh, a whole lot field position wise, but then eventually uh, they find their groove, and then they're tough to stop after that. They're not looking back. This uh, this game was pretty tremendous. So if you're you've been hype all week, that's a, there's a reason why. I mean, Kenny Pickett was himself jacked for this one. He said he was going to have a cold one, enjoy it, and move on. But you know he's he's extra happy going into the Miami game. Vince, I know you're pumped. I'm geeked. I'm just upset that I'm I'm not in Rome anymore. Now I'm get, I'm well now in Verona. I'm going to be going to Florence. I'm not going to be back in Rome for a couple of weeks. I'm hoping by then I'm going to see some Haba Baldonado pit jerseys walking around the streets. <laughs> I, I think you will. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that with the way he's playing. Uh, the last uh, one, one last thing I want to say about the Clemson game, Alan, if, if you got anything else to get in. but uh, and, and I think we'll hopefully we're talking about this next week uh, and, and looking at how you know Pitt really matches up uh, against other teams around the country. Just to put this game in the perspective, on a neutral field, I know it was the first game of the season, Georgia only beat Clemson 10-3 to and didn't even score an offensive touchdown to do it. And and Pitt went here and, and beat him by double digits. I mean, I, that's it, in terms of a measuring stick, I think that's really impressive. Also, Georgia, great defense, but they don't have the Heisman uh, leader in the clubhouse at quarterback, like the right. Pitt Panthers do. Kenny Pickett not only went out and beat Clemson, he went out and put a Heisman caliber quality performance, uh, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and also the intangibles, which they yeah. voters will vote on, the big plays to seal the game, getting that extra inch on, 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 a, on a scramble to get the first down to keep your team in possession of the football. So crucial, so clutch, will be on his highlight tape when they try to send him to New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that interview after the game, that wins a Heisman right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, this guy, I mean, just a, a BMOC, if there ever was one, the coolest dude around, the coolest cat in the jungle, some may say. Uh, I, I just can't get enough of what Kenny Pickett's doing right now. And he, he's got to be at that New York uh, ceremony. It's, it's got to happen. Uh, but we're going to have to do, uh, we're going to have to take care of business these next few weeks, Alan, in order to make that a reality. Yeah, a lot of guys are out there trying to be the BMOC. They're trying to look cool and, and look like a winner and do all. They're eating bananas on viral videos with the skin on. They're, they're getting crazy with dances on TikTok. They're 
doing whatever to get their image out there. But Kenny Pickett is winning and looking good doing it. And oh my goodness, I love also just going on Steeler forums too and see <laughs> them talking about Kenny Pickett. That's a whole nother subject, Vince, that we don't have well, time to get into because well, we got well, Miami. We do. Uh, real quick on that. I actually heard somebody at work tell me this week that they were cons- they were very concerned with how well uh, Kenny Pickett was doing because he didn't think the Steelers would have a high enough draft pick to get him. <laughs> they were that concerned. They're, that that's a legitimate concern, I think, at this point for sure, especially with how teams draft quarterbacks these days. Uh, we got. Let's talk about the the next opponent, though. We got to move on. It is the ACC, and you can't just dwell on one big win. Next up, the Miami Hurricanes, a team uh, whose coach will probably be gone, is my guess. If I'm a betting man, at Ooh. the end of the year, Vince. <laughs> oh man. I mean, this is not a good football team uh, that Pitt's facing this week, but it is Miami, so they have quality football players on the field, and you cannot take them lightly. And dare I say it, a total trap game situation, especially when you're talking about this game being played one day before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is coming off a huge game like this. A lot of people are going to say it is a trap game, but I'm, you know, I don't think so. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett said, yeah, he's going to have a, go have a cold one. But he, he said, I'm going to get ready for Miami right after that. Uh, in the locker room, if you watch that video, Alan, uh, he said, you know, uh, it, whenever they broke uh, their huddle in the locker room, they said, beat Miami was what they said. So they, I, I believe they are focused. They had their wake-up call against Western Michigan. They know what's ahead of them. They know that there's no margin for error whatsoever. Uh, on this season right now, so I, I feel that there is uh, this is not a trap game whatsoever, especially against a team that has owned you uh, uh, your your entire career. Yeah, you can't call it that, especially considering also that this team just beat the number eighteen team in the country in NC State. They've got a new hot young quarterback from Connecticut, Tyler Van Dyke. That uh, I don't like it. I don't like playing the unknown guy, uh, Vince. The there's game tape on him now, but I mean not that much. So that's also something that you're worried about going into this. And they want to uh, play spoiler, ruin ruin the happiest moments that Pitt fans have had in a long time. I mean, they could instantly co- cause it all to come crashing down. A lot on the line this week for the Pitt Panthers and. Uh, you know, there's people on the staff at Miami, a lot on the line for them. So this is a, a big game in the ACC. Yeah, if you you mentioned uh, their, their freshman quarterback, Van Dyke, uh, you know, he, yeah, he's he's played a few games this year, started off pretty rough. I think he had a three-interception game earlier this season. But, you know, if you're only as good as your last game, uh, they beat a ranked NC State team, and he threw four touchdowns. So you know, they're obviously finding – uh, some he's obviously found in some sort of groove there with, with uh, offensive coordinator Rhett Lashley. Uh, so I, you got to think that they're going to have some confidence coming in here, uh, looking to throw on this pit defense, and, and Pitt's got to be ready for it. Yeah, so th- this is a, I think a different kind of uh, uh, attack you're getting uh, through the air. I think this is a team that might be able to do more damage than Clemson was able to do through the air, Vince, because they're not going to just take those big uh, attempts down the field. They're not going to only try to bubble screen you to death. 
Uh, they might go intermediate. They might try to pick you apart, and that's what scares me uh, because two weeks in a row I feel like Pitt's not gotten away with, but the calls have gone in their favor when it comes to the 50-50 balls and the hand fighting that goes on and what referees look at. And then you have another one where I think you, you could see a team chucking it as they get more confident with this quarterback that they're uh, really – they have to invest in now that Derek King's, Derek King's gone. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know it it wasn't it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for this defense last week. There were a couple plays, uh, you know, where some some uh, Clemson targets were wide open, and there were some drop passes there, Allen. Which I'm not saying it would have changed the game, but it definitely could have made things interesting. Uh, we cannot, uh, you, you know, uh, leave guys wide open like that. Uh, especially running backs sneaking out of the backfield. I expect Miami to do that and to do that often, send some guys on wheel routes or up the seams. I think it's really going to put a big uh, a big task for our linebackers covering those cats this weekend. And then, of course, Kenny Pickett is lining up against a very young Miami defense um, that I don't know how many freshmen they have playing on the defense, Vince. It seems like a lot. Half of them are. They do. Do they have Joel Steed's son on this team? Wayneman Steed, their linebacker. I mean, who? I don't know if it's related. But great name. <laughs> that is a great name. Yeah, six six freshmen uh, starting on this defense. Uh, a defense that's given up thirty plus points in five of their seven games, and. Uh, um, uh, on their back end of their defense at safety, they're starting two true freshmen, from what I understand, uh, for this game. Uh, they're 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 probably their one of their best players on defense. Bubba Bolden, uh, a safety out of Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, uh, he's out for the year with an injury. So I am hoping that you know Jordan Addison or not, Pitt goes out there and they test these safeties and really make them uh, make them pay on some mistakes. Uh, like that, uh, that, that touchdown that Taysier Mack had at the end of the half last week. I expect a lot of that th- this week. Uh, you know, put those guys to the test, make them make tough decisions, throw stuff at them, make them try to beat you. Uh, that's what I'd like to see this week. Go after the weakest point and just keep pounding on them. And then in terms of getting after Kenny Pickett, this is, this isn't as vicious or intimidating as a team, uh, as Clemson. Uh, but still a challenge and still, you know, with an offensive line that's, I feel it's temperamental and it's, uh, you know, it's, they get, they get feisty, but they get, they get dumb sometimes the pit offensive line. I, I'm, I'm going to, I love them because it's, they're fun to watch, but they can also be frustrating and against the team yeah. like Miami. I mean, they should on paper uh, be able to handle them, especially protecting Kenny Pickett. Um, and now we're actually learning that we uh, can maybe be confident in the run game in the fourth quarter. Um, but overall, uh, I like the matchup. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'll say Pitt's offensive line has been, you know, especially from a run blocking uh, standpoint, you know, they, they've improved a lot throughout this year. Uh, and I think, you know, the Allen, they've been running a lot of tackle over plays. Uh, you know, shifting the left or the right tackle over the other side of the line, unbalanced lines. Uh, I think that's tough to prepare for. I'm not sure if teams really know how to handle that, but it's paying big dividends uh, for the Panthers offense. Uh, I saw it a lot in the, in the second half of that Clemson game. Uh, and, you know, if Miami, if they're not prepared for it, uh, and especially if they're down a couple scores, you know, I don't I don't see them stopping it. 
That 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 would be fun to. What if we just walk, go out there and we do see just pit? I mean, this team's nearly given up 150 a week on the ground. With even without Izzy on the field, do you think Pitt could do, invest in the run game even more this week, or do you think this is just going to be a, a Kenny Pickett Heisman show? Well, I, I think. Well, I think we got. Yeah, we got to talk about that elephant in the room here, or a couple elephants. Uh, first of all, yeah, yeah, Israel Bonaconda most likely not going to play. It seems like um, uh, to me, Alan. I, I think that they're. It, the game plan, I don't think, is really going to change. I don't think they're going to run more. I don't think they're going to run less. I think the game plan is going to be a, a balanced attack uh, with the focus being Pen- Kenny Pickett and then get up on him and then and just hammer him uh, in, in the second half and in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, Vincent Davis, Rodney Hammond, they, they've shown to be, uh, you know, very, very capable Running backs. Those guys got some tough yards, some tough first downs. Now AJ Davis, uh, who who I thought was getting back to being healthy, uh, is transferring, so so he will not be available. Uh, do you see uh, another guy stepping up uh, in this game? Is is a Todd Sibley or a Danny Carter going to make an appearance in this game, Alan? Do you see that? Oh, if Pitt gets on the one yard line, maybe. <laughs> and then, then other than that, I don't see it. Okay, I think it's, I think Hammond and Davis are perfectly capable of being a, a steady one-two throughout the game, unless they're both completely gassed or unfo- or if we have an unfortunate injury. But I don't see a need for Pitt to go deeper down the bench. I like seeing Carter with the b- ball or chances, or at least as a decoy uh, when they get close to the goal line. But short yardage, Hammond's your guy. Uh, short yardage, Pickett's your guy. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, you're so. Um, I don't think it really and it hurts as much. And you know, the running back position always gets demonized these days for being really uh, easy to to switch guys in and out of. But in college, it's a little different. You need talented guys. But I think Pitt has talented guys. I mean, Vincent Davis has played a ton, and you know, now we have Hammond. That's I mean, instantly earned uh, my full support. I love I love watching the violence he runs with. So, no, that injury maybe won't affect Pitt as much. But the other one, Addison being out, that one could could be tough to overcome uh, when it comes to Miami game planning against the Pitt wideouts. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not quite sure sure how this is is going to work because you know Addison he does draw a lot of coverage. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't know if that's going to affect, you know, or how it would affect, you know, um, uh, Jared Wayne or Taysier Mack. Is are they going to maybe double some of those guys more? Uh, maybe we see more two tight end sets in this game. I I, I don't know, um, but I'll, I'll say that I still expect Pitt to most likely go with their same game plan. I don't think this is really going to. I'm not saying it's not going to have an effect on the game, but I think that the game plan I think is going to be uh, more or less the same. Uh, as would be if, if Addison was playing. And I'll, I'll say this, uh, you know, Marquis Stovall, Shockey Jacques-Louis, yeah, they had a couple big catches in the game last week uh, in that second half whenever Addison out, is out, but they really got to step up this week. I'm calling Shockey out. I'm calling yeah. him out. I think he needs to really step up. This guy has shown uh, that he has tremendous potential 
throughout his career here. He hasn't put it all together in a real big game yet. I think this could be the game. I think they're really going to count on him. He's got to make a play this Saturday. All right, I'm going to isolate that audio. We'll replay that if Shockey Jock shows up and and answers your call, Vince. I, there's the th- here's the thing. I'm, I'm with you on that. The game plan doesn't have to really change. But what changes is now there are a bunch of wideouts and tight ends out going out for passes from Kenny Pickett that have all made big plays, most of them, uh, but have all had issues with dropping the football, making mistakes. The guy yeah. you know for sure won't is out. That's yeah. the tough part. That's yeah, the tough yeah. part. The one no doubt about it. Always reliable guy. Uh, is out for pit, but you know what? This year it hasn't been that big of an issue. Knock on wood, uh, and uh, hopefully we see no drops, no fumbles, Lucas Kroll, and uh, some wideouts that get out because Kenny Pickett's going to get them the ball and uh, hit hit them right in the hands uh, if they're wide open or not. Um, so I'm just excited to see what Kenny Pickett does on another big stage course he's going to be the focal point of that Miami defense and what do they possess that all the other teams Pitts faced uh have thrown at Kenny Pickett that's going to shake his confidence he's only <laughs> getting better and which is dangerous if you're a Steeler fan but great if you're a Pitt <laughs> fan I expect big things from Kenny in this one and hopefully he doesn't drink too many cold ones after beating Miami and that's that's a that's a very good point Alan I, I like what you said there uh uh uh, moving on, uh, I want to talk about a couple recruits real quick, Alan, before we hit the pitter net, if that's okay with you. Yeah, man, tell us about him because uh, anytime right. you win on ESPN in front of a bunch of invites to your stadium, big things happen in the recruiting department. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Lewis, a 2022 class. That's this year's class. A three-star player. This kid was previously committed to Temple. Uh, A linebacker out of East Orange, New Jersey. He he had offers from Penn State, West Virginia, Maryland, Rutgers. uh, Six foot, 200 pounds. uh, A linebacker. Uh, Interesting in that... I would say maybe not necessarily an immediate impact player given Pitt's depth at, at, at linebacker for sure, uh, but definitely with somebody with a tremendous amount of potential. That what I've read about this kid is that his closing speed uh, is out of this world, uh, just like a missile getting shot off. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, a, a commitment, first commitment for the 2023 class, Zion Fowler, uh, a wide receiver from St. Peter's Prep, in, in Jersey City, uh, so North Jersey, there, uh, a, a six foot, uh, six foot one, hundred and eighty five pounds, an offer from from Virginia Tech. So pretty young kid yet. Uh, this could be one of the, those diamonds in the rough, uh, you know, or somebody that Pitt discovers before the rest of the country really gets on, um, especially with the lack of, of uh, you know, high school seasons we've seen as of late, this could, this could be a big find. We'll, we'll see how he does uh, this season, uh, Alan. But, you know, it, it used to be, you know, you were kind of concerned about Pitt's wide receiver recruiting. Like, is anybody really, you know, any superstars here at all? But, you know, we've seen, you know, Jared Waynes turned into a nice player. Jordan Addison, we know what he could do. Uh, so that uh, we've seen Jalen Barden have a lot of, uh, success, Jalen Bradley, some young guys who who shown like they could be players down the road. So I, I kind of trust 
Pitt's wide receiver uh, scouting at this moment. And I'm excited to see what this kid can do in a few years. I'm excited to see how recruiting turns out all over the country with limited tape with, like you said, some limited high school seasons played over the last couple seasons. So that'll also be something interesting to watch. And hopefully, yeah, Pitt's got a, a steal here. Uh, but good, good recruiting update. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Pitt uh, climb ahead of Clemson next in the recruiting numbers. Uh, that's the ne- <laughs> that's next where Pitt's got to get them. But that's a long way to go uh, until then. It just it, let's enjoy that victory over them. For now, as people did online this week, Vince, they also are looking ahead at Miami. You got a game plan. You got to analyze what they're saying about your opponent from that side. And we do that every week when we hit the pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. This is taken from canesinsight.com. I mean, if you want insight on the U, you go to canesinsight.com, Vince. Stats02 said, every season we talk about quote-unquote trap games for us. Well, this might be a trap game for Pitt. They just came off their biggest game of the season with a huge win against Clemson. I know Clemson is down this season, but they are still the measuring stick in the ACC. We are not really a rivalry for Pitt. Our offense is starting to roll and playing with confidence. If our defense can limit big plays and offense doesn't have any turnovers and timely penalties, I think we not only cover, but we can win the game. Now, if Pitt comes out hungry and focused, then I think we lose by a few scores. I, I don't. I can't disagree with any. Yeah, of stats it's, it, it seems that. it seems right on. But I, I'll say this: I think we're going to come out hungry and we're going to come out focused. I'm looking at you, offensive line. Dan the Man, 349, said, and this is coming from uh, canesinsight.com, I believe, Vince. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan the Man, 349, on canesinsight.com said, we always own Pitt and Pickett, and we'll get owned by, by us once again. We probably roll this team. Does Dan the Man not remember Kenny Pickett's very first game in college football, Vince? Yeah, I mean, he basically took their soul that, that, that season. And I don't think uh, Miami's really recovered from that. Uh, yeah, they've beaten Pitt uh, since then. Uh, they did beat us last year without Kenny Pickett in, in just a weird season. But uh, I'm going to say that this is a different team. And we'll see. Dan the man may be right, but, but uh, uh, we'll find out this Saturday. Pittman72 on Panther Lair talking about James Franklin of the uh, school in the middle of the state said, almost seems as if he's drowning in his own snake oil. (laughs) Hard times in Crappy Valley. So I don't know if you saw his press conference, Alan, James Franklin, but uh, it asked about this week's game. He he said that he was focused on uh, playing Illinois in the big house. Uh, And they're, they're, they're playing Ohio State at the horseshoe. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of of Snake Oil and their salesman. I, I think it's hilarious. Uh, but I've never <laughs> heard this phrase before: drowning in your own Snake Oil. <laughs> I can't get enough of this. This just tickled me. You know, it's entertaining and fun to watch Penn State crumble, but 
I mean, the way he's the way he's talking, it's it's kind of uh, I don't know. I, I I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but someone check on James Franklin. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't want to make fun of a guy if he's going through stuff, if he's if he's fighting demons or yeah, drowning in snake oil or whatever. I don't know. That's it's very odd. I'll say yeah. that about that whole situation, but it's uh, really of no consequence to us here as Pitt fans, Vince, because we're on another level this year compared to that group. Our group is just focused on Miami at Heinz Field. That's where that game is being played and who the opponent is. We know that. Yep, yep. And there, believe it or not, Alan, there is a lot of people uh, took notice uh, of Pitt last week. Some people on the fence about it, but the, but they are they are talking about it. They could hear the whispers. Yeah, more people talking around town than usual about the Pitt Panthers. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You believe that Pitt game the other day? Yeah, but that Clemson team's no good no more. Oh, come on. You know as well as anybody growing up in Clareton, you know, you you can only beat who they put in front of you. Uh, I guess you're right, but hopefully they don't choke against Miami, though. Hail to pit. That's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, That's right. Pitt can only beat who is in front of them right now, and that team is the Miami Hurricanes after this Big win against Clemson, and, and Clemson is, is Clemson as far as I'm concerned. Maybe not as good uh, as they were, but that, that game still has a lot of merit uh, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure a lot of people uh, feel the same way. Uh, it will be interesting next week to see uh, exactly how much weight that carries. Uh, but, Alan, we got to talk about a few games around the country here before we can wrap up with our big prediction. Oh, college football, don't you dare expect the Michigan Wolverines to be winning that huge rivalry game in the world's largest cocktail party against Illinois. Oh, no, wait, sorry. They're playing <laughs> Michigan State in East Lansing. That's where that game's being played. Sorry. Big game, though. Yeah, yeah, they're playing for that big that big uh, Paul Bunyan trophy. Uh, Mich- <laughs> they are. They are. Uh, yeah, Michigan, a uh, four-point favorite. On the road in East Lansing, Allen, this is the first time since since a long, long time ago that these teams are, are 7-0, and undefeated this late in, in the season, going at it. Uh, I guess we're going to find out maybe if any of these teams are for real this this week. We'll see how they do. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. You know, uh, Michigan excellent at running the ball, can't throw a lick. Uh, Michigan State just all over the place and can't stop anybody throwing. I'm not. I don't know what to make of this game. (laughs) I think it's just the question. Really, every it's just like every season. Will Michigan blow their season early against Michigan State, or will it all end against Ohio State? My prediction (laughs) is that it ends early this year because they can't throw. If you can't throw the football. Not going to win in 2021, or at least a, a little lick. They can't throw a lick, uh, and they, they're going to go out there and uh, lose to uh, that Peyton Thorn in Michigan State. Sounds like a pro wrestler with that name. Well, that's the thing. A Michigan State. I mean, they, they, I don't. I don't know. I mean, are you really going to bet on Harbaugh to win a big game? I, I guess no. not. I. I <laughs> all right, um, uh, Ole Miss. Uh, ranked number 10 in the country, uh, going on the Plains 
at Auburn, uh, a two and a half point underdog here. Uh, Matt Corral really banged up. Uh, uh, rather questionable for this game. I guess he's supposed to play. Uh, that's got me very nervous. Uh, Bo Nix, you know, his legend is starting to grow and play a little bit better. Alan, I mean, I don't care for Auburn. I, I got to pick Ole Miss in this game. I feel obligated to, um, but I, I'm I'm not quite sure if they're going to get it done. I don't care for Auburn either, uh, but they're home and banged up Matt Corral. So those are two factors just really going against Ole Miss, not to mention they can't play defense. Bo Nix at home starting to feel himself with a chance to really beat a quarterback that's better than him, cement some of his legacy. Uh, and, and, you know, Auburn has a fighting chance, one loss in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, the, both these teams in the top in the top 20. Um, I got Auburn winning at home. Yeah, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, number 20, Penn State uh, traveling up to Ann Arbor to take what on the joke. Illini. Uh, number number uh, 20. Or, <laughs> number 20 in the country. Um, 18 and a half point dog here. Uh, I don't see how Ohio State just does not wipe the floor with this team. Uh, I cannot believe that the number is only 18 and a half. I know Penn State's got a decent defense, uh, but you know, Ohio State's offense is, is putting up a lot of style points right now, and Penn State has not shown the ability to move the ball whatsoever. Uh, I, I think Ohio State's going to win this game big. Oh, yeah, huge. This is going to be a blowout, and it's just a shame Penn State's ranked ahead teams like Fresno State and Jake Ayner, good quarterback, a good team. They should be ranked ahead of Penn State. San Diego State should be ranked ahead of Penn State. Hell, I would even rank North Carolina ahead of Penn State because they're in a better conference. <laughs> they're in a better conference. It's a joke. This is going to be – so what What's what's the what did we have on the line on this game? 18 and a half. 18. Oh my. Oh. Uh, let's let's consult let's I'm going to consult the uh the algorithm at PFF real quick and yeah, okay, I like the cover for Ohio State by three touchdowns. Give me Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, I am with you. Uh the Miami Hurricanes uh a nine and a half point underdog traveling the Heinz Field take on the number 17 Pitt Panthers here. Allen when this game uh, when this line opened on this game, uh, it opened at 11 and a half. Uh, this drop line dropped down to 11. They took 11. They took 10 and a half. They took 10. It's now down to nine and a half. Uh, to me, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. I don't know if it's just big reaction to uh, Addison and Abanaconda not playing. I don't know if there's some sort of sharp group coming in on this game uh it does have me a little nervous that the that the line dropped a little bit although at the same time i'll say i'm a little surprised that the line opened this high for this game uh just from the fact that you know miami they're coming off a big win they've shown the ability to put up some points uh and and maybe get into a shootout in this game uh does this line movement scare you at all first of all no it doesn't scare me i still like Pitt probably by 10 Okay. Uh, so, uh, but that starting at eleven, yeah, that's a little interesting. I have to believe it has to deal with the it's with the injuries, moving it down to a more respectable for Miami uh, nine points. But I like Pitt to cover that and win by a, a clean ten again two weeks in a row, uh, because 
the offensive game plan really won't change. The, the, the playmakers are, there's still playmakers on the field, maybe a couple, two less, but they guys will step up. They are capable. They're experienced. And the only question is, I think, uh, if Pitt's secondary uh, continues their hot streak. And that, that yeah. could be the, the deciding factor with that line, at least, and it being a close one. Yeah, I, you know, I was digging into this game a little bit more and, and I was thinking like, you know, man, this could be really a close, really close game without those guys. And then I, I look at Miami's defense and all that inexperience back there. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are tremendous athletes, you know, Miami, you know, uh, they have the talent, you know, it, it, that's not the issue. It's more, you know, coaching and being prepared is what set them back. Uh, but, you know, I look at, you know, Pitt's ability to move the ball. I look at their ability to run in the second half. Uh, I think Coach Whipple is going to call up some big plays uh, to get guys open, get get a lead in this game. I do expect Miami to score some points, though, but I think eventually Pitt's just going to be running the ball and taking the air out of this game. I'm going to go with the Panthers to win. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 41 to 28. I'll go 38-28. A clean 10-point win. All right. That sounds good to me. A win's a win. And that's that's another step closer to ACC glory, but we're not getting ahead of ourselves on this show. Hopefully you aren't either because this is really uncharted territory for the Pitt Panthers in the driver's seat for the ACC, Vince. But I'm with Kenny Pickett on this one. Win this game. Have a cold one. Go to the next one. Don't get too high, man. Don't get too low. And we're already we've already learned the low part. Let's never yeah. do that. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this team learned their lesson for sure. I think they're focused, and it, I think it just is just breathing that confidence and focus out of Kenny Pickett. I think this team's going to come out ready to ball on Saturday. Hell yes, and we'll be back next week to talk about it with everybody and we'll be looking ahead to what's is it the uh, new hampshire game next week what do we got next week no, we're, we're playing we're playing duke next week <laughs> okay so i don't even look at the schedule ahead that's the my that's my new gimmick vince knows this and that's how i'm getting through the season but we'll talk about that game too win or lose i guess but it's going to be a tough one if it's not a win no spookiness before halloween that's what we all should be hoping for and getting through it onto that Duke game. Anything left, Vince? All I got to say is uh, I'm about to go have a cold one, get ready for this Miami game, and hail to pit. (laughs) Yeah, good. I thought you were about to say you're drowning in your own snake oil and you needed some help. And if you are drowning in your own snake oil, I'm sure there's a hotline for you to call. We'll have that number for you on next week's show. In the meantime, enjoy Pitt in Miami and hail to Pitt, everybody. You still think I'm crazy?